really like to think of creativity as not just a traditional medium like drawing or painting, which I do those things too, but those also can feel a little inaccessible. This is the What is Sexy podcast. Here, we are exploring sexy in every possible way so that you can experience and embrace your own sexy as you define it. Join us with guest experts and friends from around the world as we discuss sexiness and the sexy self as a gateway to mind-body-spirit healing, intuitive intelligence, and self-actualization that permeates every area of our lives. Today, I'm speaking with Shireen Sun, who is an artist, activist, educator, and creativity expert for over 15 years, having supported hundreds of wild hearts from around the world, which they will be explaining and sharing about in their upcoming book. The thing I love about this episode is how succinctly they bring forward how you can more easily access creativity. If you've never thought of yourself as a creative, as an artist, it just becomes so easy with the mindset shifts and simple reframes offered in this episode. How are you expressing your creativity today? Like literally today. So one thing that I believe is that every single thing that you do is a creative act. So I really like to think of creativity as not just a traditional medium like drawing or painting, which I do those things too, but those also can feel a little inaccessible because not everyone feels comfortable making visual art. However, every single day we're making creative choices in our lives, in our businesses, and I think that ripples out everywhere. So today I've been being creative. In particular, I've been working on a fun workbook today that is all about creativity. That's been really cute to put together and it's connected to my book that's coming out. So I've been doing that. I've been getting back in my embodiment bag and I went to the gym today and then later I'm going to go to yoga and then I'm going to go connect with some friends and socialize and they're all artists and I'm sure there'll be lots of inspiring conversations that will fill my cup. So everything I did today is creative and I think everything that you've done today is probably super creative too, right? (laughs) I would say so, (laughs) especially based on your definition. I, I really appreciate this this accessibility, because honestly, our mind is always making a story. So by that alone, we are creative beings. And my own, I don't know if you have a version of this for yourself, but for me as a kid, I was naturally creative. But then at some point, very unspokenly, society or family or someone somewhere had me, or I was surrounded with something that had me internalize that I wasn't actually creative. I was smart. And that was my lane. I was, I was smart. And everyone needed to know, by the way, everyone needed to know I was smart. I speak the languages. I get the grades. I'm the well-rounded student, um, which is funny because I also sang in the choir. I also played percussion. I also drew pictures when I was a kid, but none of those things were recognized. So I internalized that I was not creative. And I think that this idea of being creative and especially the self-identified label of artist 
can be not only elusive, but just feel like some type of pedestal or something off in the distance that's not accessible. So this reframe, what I'm hearing from you is this reframe that every single thing is creative because there's a decision involved in a movement and a flow and an expression that comes with that decision. Um, so thank you. That's, that's gorgeous. I would say for myself, the, the identity of artist was like a hard one self-identification. Um, and I'm curious with your clients, do you see this type of um, relationship to even the idea of creativity evolving or how do you see it evolving? Mm, such a good question. So for me too, I grew up wanting so badly to be an artist, but I never felt like I was, even though I was always super creative. <laughs> I think it's interesting that you were literally do, you were in the choir, you were doing all sorts of creative things, but you didn't feel like you were an artist. And that was how I felt. I would go out of my way to tell people that I am an arts appreciator, but I am not an artist. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. And with my clients too, definitely. I feel like their creativity brings up so much. We have to work through our fear of being seen. We have to face ourselves. It's scary. It's the unknown. Anything could happen. So it can be uncomfortable to be a beginner at something. Mm. So I, I see that with my clients all the time that when they're in my space, I always say, you're an artist and your life is your masterpiece. Your life is your work of art or anything can be your work of art. Your business also can be your work of art. So I do see in my relationships with my clients that over time, many of them start to identify themselves as an artist start to pick up new art forms and they say that they meet new parts of themselves that they didn't even know were in there. So it's really beautiful to see what happens when we allow, give ourselves permission to claim our artist selves or reclaim our artist selves. Mm, absolutely. I, you just reminded me of something because I, I feel like I hear this from people a lot when they don't necessarily feel confident about something that that they're thinking about even just like a, just an idea. They're like, oh, or, or they're just talking. They're like, I don't know. I'm just making shit up. And one day I remembered not thinking about the response that I had, but I was just like, well, that's how shit gets made. <laughs> just make shit up. And I also had this uh, revelation one day driving, I think probably through just a neighborhood actually, but realizing looking at every single house, every single building, every single human made structure and going, Someone created that, that business that's there. They had to create the business for it to be there. Yet this is the entire landscape that I'm seeing every single day, or especially as a child, when I was living in one place, my entire childhood, that was my complete surroundings were things that other people made up and executed on and stayed with such that I could continue to see it. Thank you for bringing in that business element. Cause I think that's another place where people can segment or compartmentalize and say, oh, that's not creative. That's like me with numbers and working in X, Y, Z. But it's, it is that creativity that is absolutely needs to be woven in to even see something that didn't exist beforehand. Yeah. Before I was a doing what I do now, which is a lot of coaching mentorship. I was an art teacher in elementary school. So my background mm -hmm. is art education in particular. So I got to sit with lots of students who were young um, through their elementary school process from kindergarten through fifth grade. And I 
got to see so many of them come into the world, come into school as super creative, so expressed, willing to just say yes to whatever comes through, wild, uncontained. And then over time, as we get older, we start to get a little more self-conscious. We start to care what other people think. We start to be self-critical. All those inner, I call them inner overprotectors, start mm -hmm. to come in and make us not actually have a whole lot of fun when we're being creative. So I would see right. all sorts of meltdowns in the classroom where it's, if you look, you're like, okay, this is like way bigger of a meltdown than would be um, necessary for like messing up your painting or something. But it's bringing up all of this childhood stuff, all this unworthiness, all this eventually what becomes creative wounding that huh. a lot of people in their adult selves are still carrying around. And then it does show up in our business and it shows up in everything that we do. If we still have those wounds from when we were young and we started to feel like our creativity is not good enough or worthy enough. Mm. That's an extension of ourselves. It's an extension of the deepest parts of ourselves. And we're afraid of being judged or rejected or abandoned or any of those things. Yeah. Oh, when you said that, what just came to me was the creativity is our nature. And when we're, when we learn or internalize that some part of us isn't good enough, right? That creates that, that dissonance. And then seeing it play out on a piece of paper, let's say for visual art, which is definitely my, <laughs> that's been my, uh, where it's come out the most for me, I'd say, oh, you know, I can sing and dance and do performance stuff, but don't give me a sheet of paper. Or don't ask me to draw anything or paint or yeah, the way those things get brought up through an expression that actually is natural for us. What would you say to someone who's listening right now that goes, oh, sure, maybe that's natural for you because you do stuff with creativity. <laughs> what would you say to someone that's just like, no, that's not true. This is not my nature. I would say that Every artist, myself included, when you see a work of art that they've created or any kind of creation, or even like you were saying, everything around us started out as an idea that somebody said yes to, we're seeing the finished product, but we're not seeing, in my case at least, all of the years, all of the struggle, all the tears, all the resistance, all the classes that I've taken, to get to this point of being able to call myself an artist, but still I face those feelings of being afraid what other people could think will think. Uh, my book is coming out and it's like a whole next level of vulnerability for me. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so even though I've worked through a lot of imposter syndrome, I wrote a book about it. In fact, it still comes up on a new level. So I've talked to many, many artists. I've studied art extensively in school. I've helped lots of people make art and I can tell you that everybody experiences those feelings. And so you're completely normal if you have those feelings and maybe you just haven't found either the art form that inspires you or maybe you just got to put in the time and the practice. I feel like there's so much, so many gifts that come from actually being able to show up to your creative practice and show up consistently. And so for me, that's like 75% of the battle is just showing up for the practice. I feel that when I mentioned this, 
the visual art being my, I keep, the word, I keep wanting to say arch nemesis. No, but this is how some part of my brain. The, the word that's part. coming up for me is that it's confronting. <laughs> confronting. I like that. That's a, that's a better. <laughs> I'll, I'll jump on that train. Yeah. So this confrontation, I feel, or I'll say past tense, have felt when engaging anything where my hand is doing something on paper canvas page. And it was actually an experience recently, a few months ago, with my nephew, who is a brilliant artist. Oh. <laughs> and I adore it because there's this understanding that the outcome doesn't matter. It's just you're, you're going with it and whatever flows, there's an okayness, there's an acceptance, there's not a must look like this at the end. And so when we're all, you know, auntie and uncle, when we're over there and hanging out, often at some point we will pull out paper because he's, he does art, right? And so one day I was doing this doodle that I have done my entire life, never thought of as art, <laughs> of course, <laughs> because of the internalized programming. And, and I'm doing this little doodle and switching different between different colored pencils. And he looks over and I can't remember his exact comment, but it was very clear that he respected and, and potentially even admired what I was doing and certainly saw it as art. And it was so game changing for me because I, in my mind, this is just a doodle I did in class as a kid. And I looked, started to look at it in a whole new way. I was like, well, I've never seen anything like this anywhere this Maybe this is art. You know, maybe this is my art. Maybe this is art that I should, you know, engage a little bit more. And then maybe one day I should share it. Right. So my mind started to, to open up to different possibilities simply from an outside affirmation. Yes. And I think having outside affirmations can be so important because it's often the outside condemnations <laughs> that and in our youth that can take us from it, from believing it. So that, that just came forward for me from what you shared. Before we hit the live button, you mentioned this piece around how creativity supports confidence. Um, and of course, this is the What is Sexy podcast. And I know you started to identify uh, sexiness as, or confidence as a part of what you perceive to be sexy. I'd love to hear how, how these things kind of interweave in your perspective. Yes, I love this. And side note, I love that anecdote. And I'm so happy for you that you had your drawing affirmed. It really does make all the difference. Also sharing your art makes a huge difference too, to the right people. So mm. I love that. Yes, you. you're welcome. So I definitely feel like confidence is super sexy. And your creativity, your creative practices is where you start to get more confident. It's where you start to break through those inner overprotectors. It's where you start to have fun, get free, let yourself let loose, get wild. All these things are super sexy. Somebody who knows themselves is sexy. Somebody who can express themselves authentically and not try and be anybody else is sexy. So if you want to be sexy, you best show up to your creative practices. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Straight up. Artists are so sexy. What makes you feel most sexy? Ooh. I'm going to say 
being in my body, (laughs) being Mm -hmm. in my body, embodiment practices. I love going to dance classes. I love going to yoga. I love going to erotic dance classes in particular. So um, being in my body, being in community with more people who are letting ourselves be seen. So I grew up Muslim, actually. So I have a lot of internalized stuff around like nudity or being sexy in public or being seen by sexuality. So for me, that feels stretchy, but also the most liberating when I can just let myself be free and not worry about what anyone thinks and do it for myself. Yes. Oh, yes. You just, um, when you mentioned that, I remember, so I lived in Turkey a number of years ago and as an adult, um, meaning that I'm, you know, was raised in my American ways, went to Turkey, (laughs) was living with a host family. And there was one time we went to the pool and I had a normal bikini that Americans would wear a bikini on. And it was so fascinating to me that I didn't realize there was this fenced in area where the pool was. But the second you stepped out of that area, I needed to be fully clothed. So someone actually stopped me, (laughs) literally stopped me. I was just walking to the car in my whatever bikini and towel, you know, Um, someone stopped me and, and said, you need to put clothing on like very condescendingly, like you are now naked. I'm like, wait, we were just, <laughs> the car is like 20 feet away, you know, <laughs> it's uh-huh. like, okay, let me put clothes on my wet bikini. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and I feel like this type of compartmentalization to what we were saying earlier, right? It's like, this is a clear see-through fence, you know, it wasn't this closed off space that no one could see from the outside. So mm-hmm. it's just so interesting the ways that these different perceptions or internalizations that aren't even necessarily logical can come up both around creativity and definitely around sex. And then of course, what that creates internally with confidence and owning it. And uh, I'd love to know about your experience. My first time going to say a pole dancing class was just so incredibly empowering. Like even the way the person walked in, as soon as they walked in, Everybody in this class was just like in awe of this woman mm-hmm. um, because she just so clearly embodied everything that the rest of us were there for. Right? <laughs> it's just like, you know, I think this was about a decade ago when I was there, but you could you could almost hear the sighs in people or the, the gasp like, OK, this is going to happen. You know, and most I think everybody was new to it. But the level of permission and acceptance that's available, or in my experience, that was available there, really created a space to feel confident to express. Yeah, what's coming up for me as you share this, we were talking about how creativity and the second chakra, both the sec- second chakra, which is about sexuality and your womb and all of that stuff happens in the same place that your creativity is centered as well. And also there's a lot of healing that is available in that chakra too. So when I teach the elements, that is the water element, which is where we're healing deep emotional stuff. So I don't think that that's coincidental. All these things are related. And while yes, it looks fun and sexy to be dancing and empowered and embodied and expressing yourself in that way for for those folks as well it's hard one it's doing so much healing to actually 
allow yourself that much permission and that much space to feel safe expressing all of yourself without Mm. all that what you were speaking to in Turkey in a lot of Muslim countries, but all over uh, Christianity too, United everywhere, there's shame put upon us for expressing ourselves too much for Mm -hmm. being too much. So I think that's a lot of what we're all working through as we allow ourselves to be seen in our creativity and our sexuality too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, the shame is for such a clear reason, because there's so much power there. And if you're in your power, then they can't have power over you. (laughs) Threat to the whole patriarchy will come crumbling down if a woman is sexually empowered without a man there. Uh, (laughs) It's just so many more podcast episodes worth of information I can (laughs) reply just to that comment. Uh, Yes. And I'm sure everyone listening knows exactly right. This dynamic, it doesn't need to be spoken. It's it's felt. And taking it even a step further in medieval times or maybe not even that long ago, um, women were burned at the stake for it as witches because they were independent, because they were sexually empowered, because they weren't following the traditional path of getting married, popping out kids and getting some land. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I can't remember my conversation with my, my partner, my husband the other day, but it was like something to the effect of, I was sharing something about my experience and going, I assume you haven't had this experience because there was a time when people with my anatomy were property, literally property. And of course, I'm also a person of color with black (laughs) uh, ancestry. So also that additional being property, a black woman being property, uh, not that long ago, actually. So just understanding that these are potential reasons that hold, have kept us maybe feeling separated from it, but knowing that there are spaces and places where you can go to to have this level of acceptance to reconnect to self is really what I'm gleaning from everything you've shared so far. Yeah, what's coming up for me is it's such a privilege to have those spaces where we can feel safe to express ourselves, whether it's through erotic dance or through your creativity. I didn't grow up with that. I know a lot of people didn't. Some people are lucky oh, yeah. and parents are super artist, artistic and they have that. But most people in the world don't yeah. have that. This episode is brought to you by Sexy Sound Healing, the audio streaming platform revolutionizing the sound healing experience. This multi-genre music is engineered with scientifically proven healing frequencies that support everything from optimized brain function and trauma release to intuitive development and spiritual liberation and yes, sensual pleasure so that you can energize your body, activate your voice and embody your power. Visit sexysoundhealing.com today to get your free trial. And so to have those spaces where we can be in that container of safety and then Hopefully, I think the goal is to create that within ourselves so that we can always walk around with that, with that safety being the permission slip for other people, too. Yes, 100 percent. I actually so I'm sitting here in my studio right now and there are two windows on either side of yeah behind the camera and over here to the side. When we when I moved into this place, 
there were already shades, but I went and got blackout curtains because as a kid, I learned very explicitly, actually, age four, I remember it very well. My well-meaning mother wanted to, she thought I would make a great corporate lawyer. So she started giving me these kinds of lessons on how to, what I perceived at age four to how to be emotionless in a courtroom, um, how to not appear affected, how to, you know, just look blank in some ways. What happened as a kid was that I realized, oh, it's not okay to express emotion. And that was reinforced many ways, <laughs> many times. And so what happened was as a child at nighttime in the dark, when everyone else was asleep, this was the only time that I was with my emotions actually. And nobody saw me cry or maybe a couple of people like, but I could count on one hand my entire childhood, how many times anyone saw me cry. And I'm thinking about this and how you mentioned the, the water that the element representing the sacral in this, in this area, because it was, this is also why I became a lyricist and a poet and now singer songwriter musician that was the place literally in the dark, in the middle of the night, when I felt like I was safe to access it. In a way I reflect now and I go, oh, I actually created some type of space. And I'm sharing this because someone who's listening, who doesn't have say the pole dance studio or <laughs> whatever class to sign up for or the community that's readily available. There are ways that we can, I believe that we can uh, create it within ourselves, even if it's just in our mind, or, you know, you go to the bathroom, you shut the door, you close your eyes for a second and let something, an idea, you know, an image is something to connect with and know that this is, this is actually the truth of our being that we have our imagination for a reason. We have the ability to ideate for a reason that we are naturally this, we are naturally accessing this. Mm, I love that. I had to share a lot of those same sentiments where I was not also allowed to feel growing up. And so the way that I feel myself has been through my creativity. Mm -hmm. um, and that has not been easy. Like I said, you, you know, recently I was thinking about going so far as to becoming licensed as an art therapist. And I decided not to necessarily go for the license because I realized that art is inherently therapeutic and all of our ancestors have been using art and creativity to heal for much longer than um, any discipline. That's so, right. Yeah. So I feel like there's this, there's, I love talking about sharing your art and the power that comes from that, which as you demonstrated when you were um, drawing with your nephew, what can happen when you're seen by somebody else. Yeah. And there's another thing you can do before that, before you're ready for that, which is just creating for yourself, creating to heal yourself. And what I would recommend for people is instead of focusing on if it's good, or if other people like it to focus on having as much fun as possible mm. and nobody has to see it. Nobody has to hear it. Nobody, it never needs to see the light of day. You're doing it for you and to have fun in the process and to practice having fun while you're being creative. And then I find just tangentially that when you have fun, whatever you make is 
better and, and people like it more. Not that we're even going to show it to them, but having fun, I feel like is the secret to healing yourself through your creativity and also to making art that you like. Mm. Oh, yes. That's so gorgeous. The just having having fun, having fun, having fun. For me, sexiness, I feel like often when I experience someone embodied in this playful energy that feels fun, like that I often perceive as sexy. This no matter what age, this kind of childlike wonder and joy that someone can just yeah, when they move with an energy like that, I'm like, oh, who's that? What's over there? <laughs> what hey. do you know? Same people who are fun, people who are fun to hang out with, people who in uh, light up my inner child. Those are the people that I'm always going to be attracted to because having fun and playing is medicine mm. oh. and healing, healing our inner children who didn't get to be so expressed. That part, yes. Okay, now speaking of play, you know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Shireen is ready. <laughs> so ready. Say it sexy. This is where you are given a word or phrase and you will just simply say it sexy. Okay. Lay it on me. All right. So the first phrase is inner child. Ooh. Say it sexy. Mm -hmm. Inner child. Oh. Fuck yeah. I'm like, is there like applause? Thank you. Thank you. I feel activated. Thank you. <laughs> I'm auditory as, as we post. You know, I'm a sound healer. I'm like, yes, I like. <laughs> that was good medicine. Uh, <laughs> when you said you worked at the school, you had a title. I forgot what, it, what the title was. You, like arts education, you said? Yeah, arts educator. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> well, there it is. Okay. You want me to say arts educator? Yes. Sex. Arts okay. educator. Arts educator. Oh my God. I almost want to whisper it. Let's try that. Arts educator. Ooh, I like <laughs> it. I'm like, are you going to start doing voiceover work? Because I will listen. <laughs> I will listen. So good. Now for the um, what? Okay. What is the sound of someone breaking through their cultural conditioning and experiencing liberation through creativity? Mm. Ready? Yes. Okay. Ow. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's for all of us. <laughs> 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 okay last one all right what is the sound of what you are feeling right now <sighs> beautiful uh i adore your expression thank you for sharing with us thanks for shireen son this person is amazing tell them where else they can find you so you can find me everywhere under the name Radiant Wild Heart. So RadiantWildHeart.com, Instagram Radiant Wild Heart, TikTok Radiant Wild Heart. It's all Radiant Wild Heart. Um, so that's where you can find me and say hi. DM me, check out what I've got going on and let's make art together.
Mm, yes, I have been in your space twice and had such an amazing time with the community that you've cultivated. Obviously, I'm a cosign because you're here on the podcast, but <laughs> I want to say for someone who I go into many communities and that one was not in person, that was a virtual community. There was such a level of welcome and connection and a feeling that kind of anything goes that I experienced through witnessing others expression. And so, yeah, I just really want to appreciate the space that I've experienced you creating and I can only imagine you're continuing to create. And yeah, so if you're listening to this, absolutely check it out. Let me get it right. Radiant Wild Heart. Radiant Wild Heart. So I say that, so I am a, I'm holding the community for all wild hearts. So you're definitely a wild heart. And if oh, you're a wild heart, you will feel it and you'll resonate. So yeah, wild hearts are awesome. And we're super fun and super cool. So come hang out with us also. <laughs> and if you're a radiant wild heart, then definitely peep what I've got going on. Also, I'm going to shout out my book, which is coming out yes. in Mar the end of March, also called Radiant Wild Heart. So you can find that everywhere books are sold. So um, it is my manifesto. Well, manifesto, it's just uh, my ethos of how to be a wild heart. <laughs> mm, yes, yes. I love that. I want to get this book. Okay, please let me know. <laughs> it's available for pre-order and pre-orders help a lot. So if anyone oh, wants beautiful. to pre-order... <laughs> okay, got it. I love it. Yes, that's happening. Radiant Yay. Wild Heart. Thank you so, so much. And Thank you, Sara. So fun to be here. And I love being in your space as well. Super sexy, super creative. What's not to love? <laughs>